0: Too busy to cook? Don't want a grocery shop? Take back your life. Let witnessing nature and food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. Headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the healthful food your body craves. Choose from meal prep, meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net. Witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Witnessing nature in everything.
1: Happy Thursday and good morning. Welcome to our Food to Love podcast. I am your host, Chef Jennifer Johnson with Witnessing Nature and Food. I'm dedicated to building a health as wealth community so we can all live happy, healthy, fulfilled lives. My company, Witnessing Nature and Food, is a full-service catering company, and we are deliberate in using distinct ingredients organically grown and cleanly made in all aspects of our food services. We have education classes like this podcast that helps us understand and shift our relationship with healthy food through um, promoting locally sourced, organic, sustainable food, providing you and your community with a fantastic experience for all of your celebration needs. After all, as communities, we tend to commune the best over and around food, so it should be food to love. And today we have another great guest my guest is David Medansky. He's a recovering lawyer and author of Discover Your Thinner Self, A Common Sense Approach to a Slimmer, Healthier You, and a fellow e member of eWomen Network. David Medansky is a weight loss expert, and like me, we align that there is a lot of misleading information in the weight loss industry, and David works to clarify the truth behind that information and gives us simple tips to changing our lifestyle and helping keep the weight off. I'm so very excited to have him on our Food to Love show today, and our topic is food chemistry and how companies are using this to make us addicted to food. So, David, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you, and I have you on the show, and I am so excited that um, you can share your wisdom and knowledge and some simple tips for our listeners today.
2: Thank you for having me, Chef Jennifer.
1: It's gonna be a fun day. Um, let's see what what inspired you? We're a recovering lawyer, so we've talked a bit about that but uh, what inspired you to start um doing clean and healthy eating uh versus you know staying in the legal profession and uh and and following that path?
2: Well, I haven't practiced law uh since. Uh, 2005, and then I became an expert at playing craps, so I'm a world class expert at that. And then I started writing novels. But in July of 2016, my doctor told me, based on my lab results, I had a 95% chance for a heart attack. So he gave me two options one, lose weight, or two, find a new doctor because he did not want me dying on his shift. So normally, being in the 95 percentile of anything is good, but not when it's a lethal uh, sentence. And so with that sword hanging over my head, I um, was motivated to lose 50 pounds within four months.
1: Oh, wow. That is quite an, that's quite an incentive.
2: Yes, that's and I've been incentive. fortunate to uh, keep it off. And what I tell people, I succeeded in doing in four months what I failed to do during the previous eight years. Um, Basically, I lost 25% of my body weight. And when I was doing research for the book, I realized that there are 155 million American adults that are overweight, of which 40% are clinically obese. It's an epidemic, and it's getting worse. And a lot of it is because of the food industry and the processed foods that they push on the uh, public.
1: You know. Um, so based. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Uh, b- based on um, you know my weight loss success, I want to uh, motivate, inspire, and help others to reduce weight in a healthy manner, and make sure that they can sustain the weight loss.
1: That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And actually, I read your book and I totally love it. I need to bring it to one of our e-women meetings so that I can have you sign it. But, um, yeah. And, and I think we talked about this too, that one of the reasons why I went back to organic eating and the listeners have, have heard this in previous podcasts is that when I was working at corporate, you know, you have crappy day, right? And, um, every once in a while, and I don't know if anybody else on the show does, but I said, you know what, it can't be so hard to go work at McDonald's, so I just kind of flipped up a a, a web browser and said, you know, I want to go look at the, look at the job that they have at McDonald's, and I found a food chemist job, and I was like, I was like, really, they have food chemists working at a fast food restaurant? And I started doing some more research and realizing that it's a huge industry that they are engineering the food just to make us love it and want to come back for more. And I I, I kind of always known that there's a reason, you add they add salt. Um, Like they use um, different things in, in wine and so on. But, um, I never really paid a lot of attention to it and really didn't know, but this is kind of like staring at me in the face. And I started to feel like, you know what? I've been betrayed by the FDA that that's okay to have food chemists working and processing the food so that we can become addicted to it. And so when we spoke at the Lasty Women meeting, it just was so, um, I guess, kismet that we got together and we talked about this in the show. Because last week we had um, nutritionists on talk about simple things to be able to just Crowd out, crowd out unhealthy things that you desire. And so, um, I think it's great that you're on because I know that you've done a lot of research on this too, and about food chemistry. So, tell us what your thoughts are about food chemists and the, and the research that you've done.
2: What I learned was the food industry legend Howard Moskowitz coined the phrase "bliss point." And what the bliss point is, is a formulation of the main components our bodies crave, which is salt, sugar, and fat. And they have scientists working on what would optimize our craving for these foods. And what happens is these foods are are such a a way that it doesn't tell our bodies that we're full, so we never stop eating them. We just want to keep eating more. So when Pringles or Ruffles says that you can't eat just one, it's not a dare. It's a fact. Um, They're making our food addictive, but it's also deadly. One of the other things I learned is one of the um, Procter and Gamble developed uh, in 1996 a cholesterol and fat substitute called Olestra. Now, Olestra was banned in China. Canada and the European Union. It's since been renamed olein, and it's used in fat-free foods such as Pringles Light, uh, Doritos, Tostitos, anything you know that's snacks that are, are fat-free. The problem with olein is it inhibits our body from absorbing vitamins and minerals. Now, it's that can't allowed that, that's not in good. This country. No, it's not good. So it's allowed in this country, but banned in others, and you wonder why. So um, it may be legal, but that doesn't mean it's healthy for you.
1: Totally agree. And if I remember right, I think that I had tried like an Alestra chip, and you're totally right because, you know, I can't eat just one, hence the reason why I never have a potato chip in the house. Because if I start on one, then you just don't, you don't stop. And that's not, that's not good for me. And I know that. So I just don't put it in the house, period. Um, But I
2: agree with you. And yeah, what I learned when I was, um, before I had lost the weight and kept it off, I would go through a canister of Pringles, the big ones, not a small one, but a big canister of the light uh, Pringles at one sitting. I just couldn't stop eating it. And now I know why.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I even did the – at one point I did the um, – you know, you, you have the chips, right, and you would buy the um, individual packs at uh, Costco or whatever, a bunch of them for the kids. And instead of um, – I found out that, you know, if I buy one bag and put it in, like, little Ziploc bags, I would save money doing that. But once that – my self-control wasn't even good enough that if I put it in a Ziploc bag, that was that was closed, it was that bag, the big bag, had been opened, and I could open all the little Ziploc bags I wanted to. So we just don't even do it. It's just not even worth the guilt and shame and all of the working it back off to get it out of there. We just don't.
2: Yeah. Now, and Listen, the thing with Howard Moskowitz, he, uh-huh. he, um, he worked for you know major food companies such as Campbell Soup, General Foods, Kraft, uh, PepsiCo, which does to lay Does Lay's potato chips, does Ruffles, uh, Cheetos, it's everywhere in processed foods.
1: I totally agree. Didn't Olestra wasn't that on the chip bag, and it said one of the side effects was anal leakage?
2: Correct. It has leaky gut, uh, a lot of diarrhea, gas, a lot of negative side effects.
1: I don't know about you, but if I have a side effect that says anal leakage, I'm not doing it. <laughs> you never know where I, you're going to I be don't when that happens. You. I mean, that's going to be bad. Yeah.
2: Another um, ingredient that they use as a sugar substitute is aspartame. And that's also been banned in several countries, but it's still legal in this country. And aspartame is used in diet sodas and other diet products. The the problem with the aspartame, people don't realize there are 92 known side effects, one of which it causes weight gain. So even though the can of Diet Pepsi or Diet Coke may say zero calories and zero sugar, it will actually cause you to gain weight by drinking it.
1: Exactly, because in the U.S. it is not required to list carbs if it is a sugar alcohol. Sugar alcohols to this day still are not classified as a carbohydrate. And so the two things that it does for you is if you have that aspartame, the first portion of um, digestion, your your uh, taste buds send trigger to your brain to release all the chemicals to fight or break down the foods that end up in your stomach. And if you show up with fake sugar down there, there's no in- the insulin. Like I don't have any sugar down here to break up. I don't know how to deal with this. And then you have another problem because now you have another chemical in your gut that has nothing to break down with. And so I think that in, you know, it's funny that it's not just sugars and things and olestra or Olene is used. Yeah, so I didn't realize they had renamed it, so thank you. Um, it's, it's, you know, they banned 1,600 chemicals in the EU and other countries, and we still use them. They're still legal to have here today.
2: Exactly, and here's another statistic. In 1975, the average supermarket carried about 9,000 food products. In 2017, the average supermarket carries over 50,000 food products. Oh now, Lord. I don't know about you, but I don't know of that many new vegetables, fruits, or berries that have been discovered during that time period.
1: No, I, I, I totally agree with you. Now, I will say that this is... You know, in 1975, we were mostly regional eaters. So, what was grown locally was what was provided to the supermarket. Now that we're international eaters and we can get stuff from all over the world more readily available, that might cause some of the, the more skews to be in the more skews to be in the um, in the market. But I, I, not 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 that many different. But you're right. You're totally right. There's just – it's all of the processed foods that are out there. I'd be interested to see what that number would be for, like, a Whole Foods or a Sprouts um, as number of SKUs between before and now. That'd be interesting. uh, Most of those
2: I I would think would be a lot lower as far as their food products because most of the new processed foods are, as they put, in the center of the store – so what I was told is if you just shop the perimeter of the grocery stores, you'll be a lot better off and eat a lot healthier than going down those middle aisles.
1: True, true. True. If I'm thinking about sitting here just thinking a little bit about the logistics around a market, you're right, those aisles in the center are where everything is stocked. And they put the things that they want to promote to you at eye level so that you can see them.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, it's all about their bottom line and how much profit they can make regardless of the side effects and how it impacts everybody's health, which big pharma is kind of in bed with the food industry because they work in tandem. The food industry creates food that you crave and is addictive and makes you sick, and then the pharmaceuticals create new drugs to overcome the symptoms without, you know, looking into the underlying cause, which is what we...
1: Totally agree. Totally agree. And I think that, you know, pharmaceuticals, we can have a four-day conversation on that because, I mean, that's part of the reason why we have an opiate problem. And plus, aren't we the only country that advertises uh, pharmaceuticals on television so people can go in and tell their doctors what they want?
2: (laughs) I'm not sure about that, but... Every time I see one of those commercials for um, a new drug, and they read off the list of the side effects, it's like, why would anybody want to take that?
1: I know, I know. So I, I like to listen to the side effects, but because um, you know, sometimes, sometimes you know, they could be the weirdest things that you would never think that people would get from having a drug like that.
2: Yeah, especially when the, the one of them is, you know, may cause sudden death, stroke, heart attack. You know, elevated blood pressure. It's like yeah. okay. <laughs> the yeah, other yeah. thing that's scary is the type two diabetes is rampant. Um, Twenty nine million Americans have it, and they estimate another thirty to forty million may have it and don't even know it. Um, and it's all preventable, and exactly. that's the scary part. Exactly. And now, there is a simple formula for eating healthy. You want me to give it to the audience?
1: Absolutely. That's what we're okay. here for, happy, it, healthy, fulfilled life.
2: Exactly. So it's eat holistic foods, which is whole foods, not too much, mostly plants, and drink lots of pure water. That's it. Absolutely. Real you should drink half
1: your body weight. Yep. That's Pam talked about that last week a little bit too. She talked half your body weight in water, half a plate full of vegetables at every meal, and a quarter plate of a quarter plate of um, a protein and a quarter plate of a starch, and really stick to those whole grains so that you have lots of prebiotics to help feed your probiotics. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we've talked that's been a theme that we've talked about. And actually I have a um friend that comes on every once in a while and he's a compound pharmacist and so he does a lot of organic compounding of his own pharmaceuticals with the rest of the pharmaceutical companies. Fantastic. Well, you know what? Let's take a quick break and come back and get to know you more. And find out what other things inspired you. Sounds great. Are you a speaker who has an inspiring, insightful message that will help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? If the answer is yes, we invite you to become a pro member of the eWomen Speakers Network. We have over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across North America. We're looking for speakers to share their wisdom and breakthrough ideas. Go to eWomenNetwork.com and join our Speakers Network. The benefits for pro speakers are incredible. Go to eWomenNetwork.com. Welcome back to Food to Love. I am your host, Chef Jennifer, with Witnessing Nature and Food, and I am so excited to have David here today to help with our topic of food chemistry and the simple way to stay thin. So, David, as we talked earlier, we talked about your inspirations. Um, Tell me about your inspirations for food. I mean, you're married and you guys uh, um, eat together, and I know that you guys do a lot of different things together. I mean, how easy was it for your wife to to fall in line, or or did she inspire you to help um, stick to whole foods and so on?
2: Well, my wife is an angel, and she's great. Um, When I was gaining the weight, she would tell me, oh, no, you look great, you look great. You know, when we got married, I weighed 190 pounds, and when I went to see the doctor, I was at 217 pounds. And I told her, you know, I appreciate the kind words, but you're not doing me any favors. Now, my wife is about a size 2, very thin, um, and she eats very little each time. She'll just, you know, taste a little bit of everything. So she was very supportive in my modifying my eating behaviors, and she would eat what I would eat. She would just eat a little bit less. But um, when I was on my weight reduction program, I use the HCG which is a female hormone from pregnant women and you're only allowed 550 calories a day. People ask if I recommend that weight loss program and I say no and they said why is that? The reason is when you're on 550 calories a day for six weeks it's very hard to do and sustain. The other thing is you don't learn new eating habits or routines So if you go off of it, then the weight comes back, and that happens to about 90% of the people that lose weight that way. So that's what I learned to do is modify my eating behavior. I use a salad plate now instead of a full dinner plate. I watch my portions. Um, I will have a piece of pecan pie or a piece of chocolate cake every now and then, but instead of eating the whole slice or piece at one sitting, I'll have a bite or two, and, and that's it. So I'm not saying you have to deprive yourself of everything and you can't enjoy anything. You can The other thing is if you're on 550 calories a day and you're not on HCG, your body starts burning muscle instead of fat because HCG will burn fat. And then if you're burning muscle, it starts becoming detrimental to your health. So that's why I don't encourage or recommend it and what I try to tell people is you can modify and improve your eating behavior slowly. Do it gradually instead of all at once. That's why a lot of people who make New Year's resolutions fail within the first three or four weeks because they go to extremes.
1: Yeah, they boil get up the up at ocean five
2: o'clock in the morning. Yeah. They go to the gym seven days in a row instead of, you know, a few days a week and it's outside their normal routine. But if you tweak little things such as drink more pure water and give up soda that makes a dramatic effect over time. So that's what I encourage people to do is modify and improve their eating behavior. And I don't like the word diet. Diet to me means temporary. I don't even. It also means that you have to um, avoid food. And food should be looked at as fuel for your body. So think of your body as a racing car. You want to put in good fuel or a jet engine. You don't want to put in you know, bad fuel. excuse me
1: people that own
2: racehorses they'll they'll give their racehorses the best vitamins and minerals and foods that they can eat to make sure they're you know in their best condition yet they won't do the same for their own bodies it's kind of um ironic on how things are approached
1: it is very interesting yeah so i mean let's go back to the hcg thing for a second i had an employee who who is now a friend but she goes on that a lot and she's been doing it for years um, and she's like lost her hair and she's had problems with her thyroid and she just she continues to do it but uh, it's not good for her and she's had to she's had to she's had some side effects from being able to do that or for
2: well and yeah, the we have some reason
1: quick gains the,
2: The reason she's having issues with hair loss and other negative side effects is she's not using the pure HCG. She's using synthetic HCG. So she's Uh not getting it from her doctor.
1: She's buying
2: it online. There is a big difference. And in the book, I warn people not to ever use the synthetic HCG for that reason. Um, When I talked to my doctor about it, he told me that, you know, that is one of the negative side effects of the synthetic is hair loss, liver disease, among other things. So if you're going to use HCG, make sure it's under a doctor's supervision and it's pharmaceutical grade and not synthetic.
1: I, I agree, because 550 calories a day, that is like not even enough to sleep through the night. Well, when it comes, it when it comes to, down to the one, the one
2: thing that I, it helped me do, it, it helped me to eat a lot slower because when you get very little on your plate, um, rather than gulping everything down, I sat and ate leisurely uh, and took my time. And you'd be surprised how long I can make a small piece of Melba toast last uh, as opposed to taking two bites <laughs> and it'd be done. But that's part of the process is the, you know the portion control. Um, people would never believe how fast of an eater I was before that. My mom, you know, would serve my um, sister and brother and friends before me, and I'd be done eating before them. And I talk about in the book where in college I went back, I had six plates of spaghetti at the cafeteria in ten minutes. And the girl finally asked me, are you eating this or dumping it? And that's how fast I would inhale it. Um so I've learned to yeah. slow down quite a bit.
1: Well, I uh I'm the oldest of many kids and so we had to eat fast otherwise you didn't uh, get the food and your brothers would take that stuff off your plate if it was sitting around sitting around for too long. But um but yeah, that's a total there's a total issue is to re relearn how to enjoy your food versus inhaling it because when you inhale it you don't really taste it. And I think that uh, if you go back to etiquette school, you're supposed to chew your food 25 times before you swallow it. I think that might be just a hair too much. But, um, but I mean, yeah. That, and I have another girlfriend that she eats really slow, all well bites, talks during dinner, and she eats a little bit, and she has never, ever had a weight problem. Then not everybody's the same. And you even mentioned a little bit earlier that, you know, everybody's a little bit different, and that word diet a lot of people believe that that word diet means that that one diet is going to work for them. And I like to say, you know what, go back to basics, cut out things, and see, how, and then keep a food log about how you feel when you're eating different foods. Because eating sushi or fish for one person may spike their blood sugar, but for somebody else it may not. And so it's about how you feel with which foods and the quantity that you eat that um, – Really, for me, has been has made, been successful for me. I mean, I've taken off 150 of the 150, yeah, probably 145, 150 of the 180 that I gained, and I still have some to take off, and I just need to get refocused on it and get back into back into doing it to get it off. I mean, it's just it's my laziness at this point to not not take off the last 30, 35, 40 pounds.
2: <laughs> well, that's awesome that you've taken off that much weight. Uh, That's the thing I try to tell people is um, simple things can be modified. What happens is at work or with family matters, um, like you said, not one size fits all. We all have different situations. And the number one reason for overconsumption is stress. And the number one reason people go on vacations is to get away from stress. And what do most people do on vacation? Eat a lot and drink a lot and sometimes a lot of alcohol. And that doesn't help, especially you'll hear people going on cruise ships and uh, coming back gaining 10, 15 pounds in a week, and that's why. Um, The other thing is like
1: 18 restaurants
2: on a cruise ship,
1: (laughs) they're all gourmet. (laughs)
2: But the other thing is, you know, sometimes at work we don't take time to eat a meal. We'll grab a snack, and so you'll grab a Hershey bar and a can of, you know, Coke or or Pepsi. What people don't understand is that Hershey bar has 29 grams of sugar and the can of Coke has 26 grams of sugar. So you've ingested over 50 grams of sugar in a snack and that's all you need for an entire day. So it's better to grab an apple or some nuts or, or even cheese to, instead of you know this quick fix plus you get that sugar high and then you get that sugar low where sugar it makes low, you sleepy yeah. and tired. Yeah.
1: Two two weeks ago we did a sugar, how to kick the sugar habit podcast. It was um yeah, it's it's quite it's quite interesting for those who are listening today that have not um, heard any of the previous ones. So yeah, that's just uh, really interesting the different things you learn. Um uh, the truth, as David's talking about, the truth around food. And one of the reasons why I do organic is I do organic to keep it whole, nutritious food. Because really, honestly, how you eat, as David mentioned, is you fuel a racehorse, right? So you're going to fuel yourself so that you can operate at your peak performance. And at your peak performance, you're going to get work done significantly faster so that you have more time to leisurely hang out. Let's see. Um, I had a bunch of questions here, so I just, uh, I think I'll move on just a little bit. Um, Let's see, uh, Try It Tuesday. I do a Try It Tuesday for our users, and we talked a little bit about um, chemicals and food and so on, but there's a lot, and I mentioned a little bit about the fact that we have international food now, but sometimes you go into the market and you'll see something and you don't necessarily know what it is. And so I always bring, I always try to bring home those things so that we can do a little video on it, and I post it on my Try It Tuesday on Instagram so that people can see what a what a food is, what vitamins and nutrition it's got in it, and then how people, different people react. <clears throat> so I try to do it in a group setting so you get different perspectives from the different people. But I mean, how do you uh, interest yourself in new food, and how do you interest friends, family, um, in trying something in trying something new?
2: Um. I like things plain. So I drive people crazy because my wife is the opposite. She likes her ketchup and mustard and mayonnaise and everything, and I'll eat mine without any of that. Yeah, Um, I'm not a condiment person. She makes it her way. (laughs) You know, she likes her barbecue sauce and she likes her salsa and um, she likes the guacamole. And now I like avocado, but I don't care for guacamole. Again, I like things plain. Um, I do like some seasoning on it. I do use black pepper and, and fresh garlic or, or some onions. And, and there's a lot of things you can do other than you know use salt and uh, the different you know products that they give there for seasoning. But I want to go back to what you said about not one size fits all because there are a lot of different weight reduction programs and they all work. They may not just work for you, and what works for your neighbor or your you know, relative may not work for you, and vice versa. What works for you may not work for them. Like you mentioned, we're, we're all different. And so uh, I need, I'd like people to keep that in mind as they need to figure out what is going to work for them and how can it work. Um, and that's one of the questions that they should ask if they go to any type of a weight reduction program is, you know, what's involved? Uh, Jenny Craig is great, but then you got to buy their meals all the time. Weight Watchers is great. Then you got to figure out the points, and um, sometimes that gets a little complicated. Uh, system is good, but again, you got to buy their food instead of you know using the whole food that you prepare and knowing what you're getting. Um, the other thing is not to just go by calories, because I've that's so been researching true. you know low calorie recipes in various women's magazines and they look delicious and they look great and they're 450 to 600 calories and I thought, wow, this is awesome until I read the fine print and saw that a lot of them have between 600 and 1,000 milligrams of sodium and they have 60 to 70 grams of carbohydrates when all you need is about 50 for the entire day. So even though it's low calorie, it's still high in carbs or high in sodium and some have high sugar content. So you have to be careful what you're eating. And that's why what you're doing is so awesome with preparing the organic and the natural foods and, and preparing it in a healthy man- manner.
1: Yeah, we use, we're very particular about the ingredients that we select. Um, I have tried lots of different salts, and we're down to two kinds of salt that we use. We only use um, pink Himalayan salt on some vegetables, and I, except for two desserts that we make, we don't put salt in it. And and a lot of people will say that it feels like the salt is missing. I'm like, yeah, because you don't need it. Number one, they don't need to be sweet. And number two, they don't need to have a lot of salt in them. Um, and then we use French gray salt, which is um, mined out of northern France, out of Brittany area of France. So it, we pick those two because number one, they're low in sodium and high in taste. And they provide significant amount of minerals because of the regions that they're mined from. And so it's the minerals that we were looking for, the low in sodium and the high in taste. So you can really feel like you might have a little bit of salt in something, but it is actually very low in sodium. So those are the two that we typically use. And then like I've said on several shows, is I use pure ingredients. I use raw sugar. I use a, um, an Indian dark molasses brown sugar that has a lot of, uh, has some nutrition still in it. And we just try really hard to stick with, you know, organic, pastured, sustainable ingredients so that we can provide a fantastic meal and know that they're going to get nutrition with it, even if they they and their guests don't know that they're going to get nutrition. And and I know all my farmers that we buy stuff from. So I know how they grow it. I know what they use on it it's just it's really important for me to know and, and and i'm not asking everybody to know that but you know what work with somebody that does know so they can give you good recommend good solid recommendations like you just said about the if you're working with a weight loss person know somebody that you know and it's going to be customized to work with you
2: exactly and with your foods the way you prepare it and the ingredients you use people probably think it's too expensive but it's probably going to be less expensive than a fast food meal. And the other thing is how much is your health worth? And if you lose your health, how much are you going to be paying for pharmaceuticals and drugs and doctors to get back to being healthy, if at all? So isn't it worth a little bit extra to prevent getting, you know, some of these diseases that are preventable than, you know, buying something that's quick, fast, and easy and cheap? Totally agree. Totally agree.
1: And actually, I'm not that. I'm not, actually, I'm not that expensive. Actually, when it comes down to a lot of what other people are charging for what they get, I'm not. I'm not that expensive. Um, it, I need to take down into consideration. I shop for you. I do the research for you. I cook for you. I deliver it to you, and you can eat inside of five minutes. Pull it out of the refrigerator and eat inside of five minutes. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not that expensive. No, and it provides so an all exactly organic.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what I try to tell people is, you know, that's the way to go, you know, because you do everything for them and, you know, eliminate a lot of the – one of the reasons people say they can't eat healthy is they don't have time to shop for it or prepare it or they don't know how, and you've eliminated three of those excuses right there.
1: Yeah, people people have excuses for everything. Just like I have an excuse for the reason why I haven't taken off the last 35 to 40 pounds is I'm, I'm lazy. So I'm going to stop being lazy, and one of these days you guys are going to start getting, uh, one of these days real soon you're going to start getting progress reports from me. That way you, can, you guys can all keep me uh, keep me uh, honest and healthy and accountable.
2: There you go. That's the biggest issue is being accountable. The main thing I try to tell people is it's not what you do when people are watching what you eat. It's what you do in private when no one is watching. And that's where a lot of people make excuses and justifications for, oh, one cookie won't hurt me or, you know, this piece of cake won't hurt me or I deserve it. And I try to tell people, no, that's your little voice talking to you. And you need to be, you know, say, no, not until I've reduced the weight. Well, before I enjoy it, it may not kill you, but it it will prevent you from losing that weight. (laughs)
1: I totally agree. I will say, however, that if you are, if you're having a craving for something and you just can't figure out how to kick that craving two or three days. So instead of um, indulging in the whole box of cookies, because you couldn't, you were staring at it for the last four days and you decided to just take the plunge just try simple things like dark chocolate over 70% cacao so that you um, take a little square of it, wait 20 minutes and I will guarantee you that that will 90% of the time solve your small craving. And dark chocolate has so many other nutritional antioxidants and minerals and so on that do other things for you um, that, you know, it's, it's worth indulging in one area that could solve your craving for something else.
2: Oh, exactly. And Dr. Dr. Um Dungy just came out with a video where he's telling people that him and his wife eat a square of dark chocolate every night because of the health benefits and how it helps them, you know, maintain their their weight at a healthy level.
1: Absolutely. And
2: there's other things, uh, blueberries and strawberries, and, you know, those are, you can fresh or frozen, are fantastic uh, as a substitute. You know, again, you know, if you have a craving... Have an apple, have a pear, have a a cheese stick. Uh, That's all good for you. I know some of the cheese is processed, but that is not as bad as some of the other stuff that people can be eating. Um, Those cravings, like you said, a little bit is okay or a substitute, but I'd be careful of those potato chips because, as you and I discussed, once you start, you can't stop. And the Girl Scout cookies, the mint, the thin mint are my downfall. Oh, my God. and those I just don't start. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I just the don't little,
1: start. Like, the I see them with girls of, but then she's not there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't eat one. I'll eat the whole box. That's how I look. So.
1: <laughs> At least we know our limitations, right? And it's good to know that everybody has limitations. And I just, I just choose not to have that stuff in the house. Or, I mean, even, you know, I love popcorn as my snack. I air pop popcorn. But I seriously, yeah. when I go, I buy bulk over at Sprouts or at Whole Foods. I seriously buy enough for one air pop popcorn um, serving or one one session, and then that's it. And then there's been times the lady's like, you know, you're only paying 11 cents for the popcorn. I'm like, yep, and that's all I need. 11 cents for the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it's interesting because my wife and I will go to all-inclusive, you know, vacations at different resorts, and they all have buffets and. I grab a salad plate, and I take what I want, not what I want to try. And when I'm done, that's it. I don't go back. And the servers look at me like, don't you want any more? And no, nope, I'm fine. And uh, just because it's free doesn't mean you have to eat it all. Totally great.
1: Just take another break, and then we'll come back, and we'll ask some other questions and get to know David a little bit more.
0: Too busy to cook? Don't want a grocery shop? <gasps> Take back your life. Let Witnessing Nature and Food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. Headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the helpful food your body craves. Choose from meal prep, meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net. Witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic, witnessing nature in everything.
1: Welcome back to Food to Love. I am your host, Chef Jennifer, with Witnessing Nature in Food. And I'm here with David Medansky, and we're going to talk a little bit more about um, David and the things that he knows, he's already given us so many fantastic ideas about how to, you know, really control your portions. And um, I think that the key is to take a different mindset to be mindful of your food and to really take. At least is what I've gotten from when Dave talking with David is take a mind, different mindset, and really um, appreciate what you can do, not versus not not what you can't have, because there's a lot of things that we can make and change the total talk, It's subconscious talk in our voice, in our heads about what we can have. Like I can have, um, I can have uh, Swiss chard. I love Swiss chard. I can have Swiss chard and I, you know, I'm not depriving myself of of anything. I'm actually getting an option to do something that I really, really love to do. And that is eat good, healthy, nutritious food. So let's see, David. I know that you, you talked earlier about the fact that you're a lawyer. Um, you do your health consulting now, but you have a very diverse background. You're a craps dealer. You've written many books on craps as well. I mean, what's your proudest moment of your career to date? Or, and it can be anything you want. Well,
2: proudest moment um, raising my two daughters. I have uh, an older daughter, you know, that's uh, married in Her name is Michelle and lives in Rockford with her husband, Corey. And then my youngest daughter, Nikiana, was adopted from China, and I'm very proud of both of them. So those would be my two proudest moments of, you know, um, being present, you know, for my older daughter's birth and being able to adopt my youngest daughter and being um, a father and being a raising.
1: That is totally outstanding. I love kids. I mean, you didn't I have see my, that uh, one
2: coming, did you? <laughs> not, you know,
1: a lot of people don't even mention their families and so on. So that's fantastic. I'm glad that you are uh, taking time to do different things in your life, as well as um, you know how to communicate with yourself. You're mindful, and I just always love being around you. You have fantastic energy.
2: Well, thank you. What I like to focus on, you know, with, we're talking about family. Is um, there are three Major causes of premature death that they've been aware of since the mid 1980s, and that's overconsumption of processed food, inactivity, and smoking tobacco. And Dr. David L. Katz refers to these as the three F's, which stand for food, feet for inactivity, and fingers for smoking tobacco. And what's sad is many of the premature deaths can be avoided simply by improving our lifestyle and modifying our behavior. And it's not so much of the person that may be passing along prematurely. It's what it does to the family, what it does to the spouse, what it does to the kids um, or significant others. And So think about, you know, what would motivate yourself to improve and modify. If you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for them.
1: That's such a true statement. A lot of times we do not do change unless we have a significant amount of pain from what it is we're doing, whether that be a heart attack, um, financial issues, or or whatever. We just really, um, we like that comfort zone. And comfort zones are not always that good for you. In fact, many times they're not good for you. They don't help you grow.
2: Exactly. And what's sad is in, in 2009, Two-thirds of the bankruptcies in the United States were caused for medical expenses. And much of those medical expenses could have been avoided. I read a statistic that 70% of people in hospitals are there because of being overweight and food-related issues. And
0: that's well, that scary is a, that's a, that.
1: It is absolutely scary. And it is a, it is a true statement. for consumption is over everything. I mean, I think we over-desire a, a ton of stuff that we don't need. We don't need. I remember yeah, when what, I moved what, out of my 4,000 square foot house into my condo. Um, I had stuff that I was like, you know what? I got rid of a bunch of stuff and I still had nine trips to Goodwill.
2: <laughs> yeah, and what's, what's sad is there are many people that would rather suffer, suffer the consequences of poor health um, and even death than give up some of the foods that they crave and want. And and that's what upsets me, you know, because the food industry has created these processed foods that cause these addictions and these cravings. Um, You mentioned about focusing on what you can do versus what you can't do or can't have. And I just Mm want to mention that Joel Weldon has a statement that I love. And he says, Success comes in cans, not in cannots. And I love that because that makes you focus on exactly what you said, what can you do rather than what you can't do.
1: True statement. Very true statement. That's very, you know, it's it's amazing how sometimes somebody will say, just reword your words, and it's like, wow. Totally wow. But I think you, um, I think you, answered one of my questions but I'm going to ask it again just a little bit a little bit but you know we talked about reducing chemicals in our food and in processed food right but there's lots of things that we have as chemicals all over our houses too and I I love learning new things that are inexpensive to do and I um I've taken every cleaning thing out of my house period there's nothing in here but baking soda and vinegar and some uh, melaleuca laundry detergent but other than that do you have any ideas on to give any recommendations? A simple thing to give to our users about or our listeners to about how to uh, reduce chemicals in their life as well, not just the ones that are in our food, because we have complete control over what we put we put in and on our body. So, what are some of the things well, that you I, guys have done?
2: <clears throat> yeah, I agree with you. Um, I love the Melaleuca products. Uh, their laundry detergent is fantastic. Um, we've eliminated a lot of the um, Oh, like Pledge and other cleaning items, they found that they're toxic to kids. Um, I'm not promoting Melaleuca um, by any stretch of the imagination, but what they found is with some of the commercial cleaning products, if a child swallows it accidentally, you got to rush into to the emergency room and do poison control. If you take some of the Melaleuca cleaning products by accident, all you do is blow bubbles out of your mouth and it won't harm you. So there's a lot of things that people can switch over that won't hurt them but people have to realize that these big companies are interested in the bottom line and they use chemicals because it's cheaper and it may not work as good or be healthy for you but they lead you to believe with mislabeling things, misinformation, marketing, um, and touting things, you know, to get you to buy their products. I like to tell people it's the uninformed being guided by the misinformed.
1: <laughs> that, that works for me because, I mean, I use vinegar for just about everything. It could it uh, kills uh, it kills uh, bacteria. I mean, if you don't like the vinegar smell, which it doesn't irritate me, if you don't like the vinegar smell, then throw some mint and some rosemary in it and that goes away. Throw a lemon in it. That goes away. And I've even changed out my dryer sheets for, you put a tablespoon of vinegar in your wash and all that static clean, even for towels and sheets people, even for towels and sheets, that static clean goes away and you don't have to worry about it in the dryer. And those dryer sheets are just laden with all kinds of different chemicals that you then lay on your clothes. You lay on your skin. and Your skin is your largest and here's food, absorbing organ.
2: Yeah, here's a tip for women with their, their skin. A lot of, you know, my wife. Likes to use a lot of moisturizers and different creams and everything. And some of them can be very expensive. Now, she doesn't use the expensive stuff because she's very frugal, and I'm very proud of her for that. But apple cider vinegar is great for your face, for your skin. You know, just splash it on, rinse it off. And and people don't think of that. And yet that's one of the best things you can use, and it's very inexpensive and probably works better than the expensive creams out there.
1: (laughs) Probably a true statement. True statement. So, you know, there's lots of things we can do with our eating and with our environment, and we have complete control over. So, David, if you had one message to deliver to our listeners, what would it be and why?
2: My message would be don't procrastinate. Don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. We all have our excuses. I'll, I'll wait till Monday, or we have dinner guests tonight, or I'm going on vacation, or it's the holidays, or my birthday's coming up. Don't Don't wait. Just do it now. Start it now. Start doing small improvements each day. You don't have to do it in an extreme and do it all at once. Like I said, switch over to pure water uh, as opposed to sodas. Um, eliminate the chocolate bars. Eliminate the snacks that you don't really need, and um, gradually do it. And when I tell people, I ask them, "Would you like to be 30 pounds lighter by this time next year?" Everybody says yes. And I say, great, if you just lose three pounds a month for 12 months, that's 36 pounds. And they're like, well, that's doable. And it's like, yes, you can do it. Just modify and improve your eating behaviors gradually, and you'll get the results that you want.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's totally true. I mean, a lot of people really want to be like the Matrix and unplug a program and plug in the new 36-pound a lighter person and be able to see it really quick. But it took you a while to get it on. It's going to take you a while to get it off. And a little bit of progress is fantastic.
2: Well, exactly. It's like, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at One a time. One bite at a time. How did, you gain, <laughs> yeah. how, how did you gain your weight? One pound at a time. How are you going to exactly. lose it? One pound at a time. One pound
1: at a time. So, Absolutely.
2: And, and people have to realize there's going to be different stages where they hit plateaus where your body is adjusting to the new weight. And that is normal. And that's where people get frustrated because it could go a week, two weeks, three weeks, and they give up as opposed to just keep doing what they're doing. And when your body does finally adjust, then the weight continues to come off. But you have to be patient.
1: Another thing, too, that people don't think about is depending on how heavy you happen to be or how unhealthy you happen to be, because there's a lot of skinny, unhealthy people out there, as you change your life or as you change how your body is behaving towards food, then, and as you're losing weight, those, all those chemicals from those fat cells get re-released into your system. And you may go through a point where you thought you have kicked a craving that all of a sudden just hits you back because it's released extra stuff into you. And so it just, it, it, you never know how it's going to be and everybody's different. So it's just, you know, like I said, one breathing moment at a time and you can move forward.
2: Yes, and and for women, men lose weight faster. So That's if true. your spouse is losing more weight quicker than you, don't get frustrated. It's just part of the differences in our bodies.
1: Yes, yes. I think there used to be a commercial on that talked about the man was losing weight really fast and the the woman was not, and they suggested some drug to be able to take care of it. But it was a it was a funny stick person commercial, but the drug was bad. But but well, anyways, David, uh, thank you. Huh.
2: What I like to tell everybody, there's no magic pill. There's no genie in the bottle to grant your wish or magic lamp to rub. There's no lotion or potion to rub to get rid of the fat. It's going to have to be done gradually and changing your eating behaviors.
1: Good old-fashioned, basic work. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining our episode today, David. Um, tell our listeners how they can follow you, how they can find you, connect they can,
2: with you. Uh, they can reach me at b. Yourthinnerself.com. so that's the word b b e thinnerself.com. self.com uh, and also I can give my phone number if I, I answer my cell phone they can call me at 602-721-5218 and again the website is be your that is
1: fantastic Well, thank you so much. Next week, we're going to have another awesome guest. And for Witnessing Nature and Food, check out our website, witnessingnature.net. Like us on social media, and we will love you back.
0: Too busy to cook? Don't want a grocery shop? Take back your life. Let Witnessing Nature and Food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. Headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the healthful food your body craves. Choose from meal prep, meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net. Witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Witnessing nature in everything.